I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Really No Really. I am Jason Alexander. You may know me from my work on television or in the theater, or my role as pool shark number two in the movie of Brighton Beach Memoirs. Really? No. Really. Uh, I am joined today, despite my objections, I am joined today by my good friend, Mr. Peter Tilden, who is not only a very talented writer, producer, and a beloved talk radio host, he has also been my creative partner for nearly 30 years. And together on this show, we explore the things that perplex us or befuddle us or intrigue us. I'm out of a thesaurus, but they generally make us go, really? Really? No, no really. really. Say hello, Mr. Tilden. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, but you didn't mention amaze us, annoy us, confound us, shock us. Oh, and I brought Dana. <laughs> anyway, today, the thing that has made us go, really, no, really, this week begins uh, in the world of competitive. Eating. Now, even if, if you take a quick glance at my generous figure, it might lead you to believe that I am a competitive eater. Th- that is not what we mean. We mean these crazy people who pound down massive quantities of food as quickly as they can to win cash prizes and a very, very specific kind of fame and notoriety. And Peter recently informed me. I was told these competitive eaters, the way they get hot dogs down and food down so fast is they don't chew. Supposedly, they just swallow. Really? Both Peter and I were told by our mothers who could yell at a level that could crack a safe. Don't eat so fast and chew, chew. You're going to choke to death like your Uncle Stevie. First of all, Jason, condolences to Cousin Stevie. But I got to tell you, competitive eating, these guys will down 50, 60 hot dogs in under 10 minutes, which how do you do that? It's like a conveyor belt of food. And we would be hearing about deaths multiple deaths from choking, I would think, because Nathan's Hot Dog Championship contest at Coney Island has been around, they say, uh, allegedly like 100 years. 
That's, I would never have guessed that, by the way. It feels much more recent than that, but that's, yeah, that's amazing. So, in search of the definitive answer to whether competitive eaters chew or just swallow, we reached out to two of the reigning champions and superstars of competitive eating. So the first is Mickey Sudo, the number one ranked female competitive eater in the world, who just returned from maternity leave, uh, and she just captured her eighth Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship by eating 40 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Now, Mickey has competed in a multitude of timed eating competitions where she has eaten. She's eaten 50, 58 tacos, 192 chicken wings, 145 oysters. I can't fathom oh boy. that. Oh, boy. 204 dumplings. And, of course, there was that 109 hard-boiled egg day where she ate 109 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. Oh, God bless her. Mickey Sudo, hello, and welcome to Really Know Really. So starting out, apparently, the, the, the myth is, or the legend, or the story, that you ate a 12-pound bowl of Vietnamese noodle soup. I did. At the urging of some friends, and won 1500 bucks and said, I can do this. Yeah. But wasn't going to do it again until some haters were like, just giving you some stuff. And you went, I bet I can do this again. And then we went for the five, eight pounds of ramen. Is that, is that what happened? I did. Um, so I started collecting the, the jackpots all over the Las Vegas Valley. You know, the man versus food type challenges where if you eat a large portion, you collect some cash. And I really thought that was going to be the extent of it. Uh, but I got talked into doing my first ever head-to-head competition and I was so nervous walking into my first event because uh, I was competing against a field of about 35 guys. A lot of them were larger. And I just felt like I didn't belong here. But long story short, I ate more ribs than all of them and uh, ended up winning that contest. And I just told myself, you know what? I belong here more than anyone else. So how many ribs? How many ribs was that? And everybody listening, envision you eating like four or five ribs at a place, what that's like, what it feels like how your face is, the dirty, the sauce, the whole bit. And how many did you eat? It wasn't pretty. I want to say it was about nine racks of ribs in a... Nine racks of ribs, ladies and gentlemen. I had no no idea what I was doing, but it was good enough to win that day. And I decided to take on the professional circuit and here we are. So Mickey, Jason and I, when we discussed doing the show, were fascinated by your ability to get so much food down in such a little amount of time in all of these competitions I feel like I've been training for it all my life in some way, but I, now I know I'm not a professional. So. Do you know that Jason as a child, as a matter of fact, whenever there was uh, food in the house that was of value, cake, pie, mm-hmm. um, ribs. High, val- Jason high tells, value food. You, tell her about what you, what your family would do. So Mickey, I, I actually set an alarm for 2.45 a.m., so that I could sneak downstairs and eat the last of the good ice cream before my family got it, only to find, sneaking <laughs> down at 2.45 a.m., that my father had set his alarm clock for 2.30 a.m. and had polished it all off. And, and it, was, <laughs> it, it, was like, it was like, you know, the, the sharks and the jets meeting in the kitchen. They were just fighting over the I, I like how you said the good ice cream. I don't yes, know, to me, all the, yeah, know, exactly. the no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you did ice cream. Well, ice cream is one of the things that you've eaten a volume of. No ice cream headache. I take two fast bites and I'm down for the count. How do you do, I think it was 14 or 15 pints? 15, am I right? 15 and a half actually, pints is from memory. Uh, I, I, can, I hardly believe it myself. It was actually 16 and a half pints. Really? And I believe it was a eight minutes, an eight minute contest, a shorter contest. 
Um, so over two gallons of ice cream, which is one of my world records. Is this, <laughs> you know, fully ready to serve, you know, solid ice cream? It's not like melty. You're not drinking it. You're actually eating it. This was with a spoon. Definitely not as soft as a milkshake. That's that's amazing. So so Peter's right. So you're, you're chugging ice cream. Is there no brain freeze element to this or is it is, is it just a, a, an eating issue? No, to be honest, I think brain freeze only sets in if the roof of your mouth starts to chill. But even if it had set in, I think the adrenaline was so overpowering that I just kind of I kind of put that to the side. Um, I, you know, I was more concerned about my core body temperature dropping and, and I was shivering <laughs> afterwards. Brain freeze was the least of my worries. Oh, my God. I don't remember so, it. <laughs> so do they, you, you win the contest, they give you a belt and they come out you know, running with the Mylar blanket. Is that? <laughs> did you, oh, did, my gosh. That's not even funny because actually that contest ran a little bit long and I was cutting my travel really tight. So I literally had to run after taking first place. I had to run about half a mile to my car with two gallons of ice cream in your stomach. That is a terrible idea. Oh I'm just letting God. you know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so I know. No running involved. All right, all right, Mickey, let's move on from ice cream to the hot dogs. If you haven't seen it at home, I watched the Nathan Championship. I have it on tape. I rewind. You're, you're downing 40 hot dogs and buns in under 10 minutes, and I can't tell what you're doing, whether you're chewing or swallowing. How do you do what you do? And do it, you are, are going so fast, you're putting the hot dog in your mouth, and you do this right jerk thing where your head turns to the right, <laughs> I guess, to jiggle it down. Yeah, exactly. And then you dip the roll in the water and then shove that sucker in, and, and you are moving. It's like a machine because you know... You have no time. Thank you. What is the jiggle? Thank What's the you. movement about? Because I know some guys jump up and down to make mm -hmm. it go through. If I have to ever jump up and down <laughs> to finish a meal, I think I overate. <laughs> yeah, just try to help, try to get gravity to work for you. <laughs> Move it through. So what's the, the movement? Thank you for not saying it's like one, a nervous twitch, or some people think that I have, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with hygiene and I want to get, I want to wipe my mouth. No, it looks like you're working it down. Exactly. It's, I think it's the, the way my throat's shaped or I don't know, just turning my head to the side helps me swallow those larger pieces because I don't chew any of the hot dogs in the competition. Oh, my I, God. I bite, Excuse me? Yeah, I, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Hold on. Now we're into sword swallowing. What do you mean? You don't chew? You, don't chew, you, you literally just like a, I'm not kidding, like a sword swallower? You just hold So when, when Pekat. And when Peter said it was uh, almost mechanical, that's a huge compliment because it's it's very, very thought out. Uh, I bite and sever these. First of all, I eat the hot dogs two at a time. So they're two going down vertically. And I bite and sever in thirds so that, yeah, those two pieces are going down almost like a conveyor belt. There's no chewing or mastication. Um, nothing that really, the more you chew, the more you taste and the more you it's taste. It's a waste of time. You're wasting time chewing. Who's chewing? Exactly. Exactly. And wow. it signals to your brain that you're getting full faster. Do you know what? It's still really hard for me to wrap my head around how much you can cram into your tiny little five foot four inch body. I have eaten <laughs> not, not quite, you know, dainty portions of certain foods that you have eaten competitively. And I have gotten really ill just where I, I felt <laughs> like I was going to die. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just your genetics. I don't know if it's the way you've trained. I don't know why you and I react so differently to this I, kind of food. That, that would be really fun to figure out. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe just everybody's good at something. And this is my weird talent slash, you know, something that I'm, I don't know, cut out to do. Um, yeah, because so I, I feel like I've been... This planet, you were placed on this planet to eat 7.25 pounds of world <laughs> deep fried asparagus. 
so there you have it, Jason. We got the answer. <laughs> to both things. Number one, they don't, they, oh my God, they don't chew. I can't even imagine. Can you, like, Joe? They, uh, how, how do you not chew a double hot dog and snarf it down? I, that, there's, that they come with warnings on the label. Hey, chew, don't eat the wrapper and chew the inside. I mean, it, it is. It goes against every instinct we were told, but you know how, how they do it. See, you know how, how they do it? Come on. That, that, there's got to be a moment. Is it the water that just softens everything up and it slides? What, you know what they do? They drink olive oil before they start the thing? Yes and yes, but when they train, they do it so much to be a competitor. To be a competitor, you have to get past the gag reflex. You have to do so many. If you watch Joey Chestnut do okay. 76, sure. he's not gag. He's, it's like a continuous conveyor belt sure. of dog. Okay, I got you. But th there's still, it's a pipe. If you stuff the pipe, the pipe doesn't gag. It just gets stuffed. How do you, I mean, do you, I, no, seriously, you probably, you've watched more of this than I have. Do you ever see somebody go into, they, they, they don't breathe? Do they give you the, give oh, me they the have, they have guys here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have guys here to Heimlich you. And when they're Heimlicking, what's coming out is 14 pounds or something. It hits yeah. somebody in the head, they could die. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to compete in something where the Heimlich guy is on standby. <laughs> <laughs> He's an integral part. Say hi to Lou. He's the Heimlich guy. <laughs> so, but let me ask you one quick question because there are other things that go go on here, um, like chipmunking, which means at the end of the contest you stick as much in your cheeks as you can. Uh, there's narfing, which is nose oh. vomit, which you're eliminated for if it comes out. What? Narfing, Wait, narfing, you nose vomit. Why that? Like it's a term we should all know. Narfing, narfing is narfing. nose vomit. Nose vomit. Is that part of the competition? <laughs> you don't want it to be, but at times it can be. So it's to be avoided, I'm assuming. Well, we if you hear a ref yard large uh, narf 15 yards, <laughs> I guess you're penalized, you're sent back. And at least you have another kind of a record that way, right? This is all as the long stuff. As I'm we're setting have... a record, I don't care what it is. Can if you I imagine by way, dog, I'll narf for 15 feet. Just out of curiosity. Call the Guinness people, I want in one way or the other. <laughs> out of curiosity, you know, like my son in law, and, and other people do this every once in a while, they go, you know what? I decided I'm going to run a 5K, and the whole family's excited. And it's good. Could you imagine if you said to Dana, hey, Dana, you know what? I was thinking about it, talking to Peter. I'm going to go to Nathan's and compete. <laughs> <laughs> what would her reaction be? Proud of you? It would be like every other day where she starts the morning with, you fat f <laughs> <laughs> And moving on. Oh, right, so moving on. Nothing about my eating habits would surprise my wife at this point. It would be more, it would be more of a, oh, really? If I said, honey, I'm not going to Nathan's today. She, oh, really? <laughs> so talking about choking, we got another competitor, a winner. This is the second time he's won in a row. He's a rapper. He's six foot five and a quarter inches, 400 pound rapper and competitive eater. He set the world record talking about shoving stuff down for chugging by chugging an entire two I'm liter up bottle of soda. I'm thinking chugging. All right, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> two liter bottle of soda in 18.45 seconds. Oh, come on. And Eric Badlands Brooker. Well, first of all, you know what? He has over 3 million YouTube subscribers, which is 2 million more people watching him than CNN. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these yeah, guys are celebrities. Eight, two million of them. About eighteen seconds. He's doing a two-liter bottle of soda. Yes, Jason. Yes, he he happens to be a superstar, and I know you have some questions. Read the chugging, obviously. So say hello. Oh, I have questions. To, yes, I have <laughs> questions. <laughs> to Nathan's chugging champion, Eric Badlands Booker, aka Chugs.
And if you watch his YouTube videos, he could also be called the burp heard round the world. So Eric, you, you just won your second Nathan's chugging championship. Congratulations. By, by downing <laughs> an entire gallon of lemonade virtually nonstop in under 30 seconds. I have watched you gulp down 80 ounces of carbonated Mountain Dews from a giant glass bigger than my head. I forget physically, mentally, how do you do this? From the moment I start drinking, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on you. You're like, how are you going to finish this? You know, it, it, this is impossible. You know, saying you're running out of air, you know, saying, you, you know, how are you going to breathe and drink, especially when you get to like the last two to three ounces. Then you're like, everything is telling you, no, 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 you can't do it. Stop. You know, saying you're about to blow. Right. OK, speaking of the way, wait, wait, speaking of the last couple ounces, Dave, Jason. Picture that, and everybody at home, picture that, drinking that thing, but now fill it with, instead of liquid, the um, habanero salsa chunky sauce, that much, in a glass that big, that was the no, one that got me. because you, you do that, you, Eric? Uh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah I've, 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 I've chugged habanero salsa, I've chugged sriracha. I chugged hot sauce. Yeah, I do. All that. I, well, wow. I naturally love all the hot stuff. But the most disgusting and difficult food I watched you eat, Eric, for a number of reasons, was the octopus. Because on your first attempt, you tried to eat three octopi octopuses whole. And may I add, Jay, they're, they're raw and still moving for quite some time, even after they're cut up. They look like they're fighting back. He's eating food but that's fighting back. Would, wouldn't you? You'd be fighting back. <laughs> I mean, I tried to eat it like, you know, whole, but then then it's just, you know, you think about the face hugger from Alien. You think about what what's his name? Uh, Davy Jones yeah, from, right. um, from from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> but they had to cut it up for me. So I just said, yeah, just cut it up, right? But even though it was it was tough, it was like the freshest seafood I ever had. It was really good. I mean, I love eating oh, sushi. Dude. It was I, totally I don't want my food fighting me that but way. Now, the other thing, Eric, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. You also are a mm -hmm. rapper, are you not? Yeah, I do a little bit of rapping. Yeah. So, can you rap us out? Do you do you have a do you have a rap about about competitive eating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, eating fans? They call me Badlands, top rank American eating champion. AKA the all day buffet. And when it comes to eating the hot dogs, I don't play. But you eat in a week, I eat in mere minutes. But all you can eat buffets out of business. Just in case you forgot who the heck is this, I'm Badlands Booker in effect. Bear witness. I love it. Ah, Thank you so much. That was great. I, I can't. I can't. You know what's so sad? In the other episode we did, we were talking about intelligence of animals and they're such a smart animal, octopus. Yeah. And, and th this is almost instead of like my octopus teaches, like my octopus uh, appetizer. It's the new movie that's coming out. I mean, it's hard. I, wow. I feel so horrible. And it's, wow. you had to see it. They're move Could you eat anything moving? Uh, I don't think so. I'm What's trying to jello. Jello has a little <laughs> jiggle to it. Uh, I can get that down. Uh, anything moving. That what means a daredevil you are. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, if it's moving, it's alive. Yes. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I mean, I'm not. Uh, Oysters? No, it's not that. I, yeah. I, you know, I went fishing Wait, with a friend them? of mine yes. once. Uh, Oysters, yeah. But, I, but okay, they're, they're, they're not moving. They're not moving when I. When I 
Most restaurants keep their oysters alive on ice up until they are shucked and served fresh for superior taste and your safety, since dead oysters may contain dangerous bacteria. Still up for debate is exactly when they die, when shucked, or when you eat them. Oysters are low in calories, contain an impressive amount of vitamin B12, and can live up to 20 years, and they can change their sex more than once. Often considered an aphrodisiac, there is little, if any, support scientifically for this assertion. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. talking about competitive eating people still love after some maybe a hundred years watching competitive eating and that's part of the carnival arts that were around uh, 200 carnivals we're touring our country's entertainment with fire eaters and psychics and feats of strength and pie eating etc those things lasted until world war one hit and people had to go off the war and of course the influenza epidemic which took out tens of millions of people and shut it down the entertainment industry much like covid did us those people, where would they end up? Well, as it turns out, TV came along, specifically reality TV, and said, wait a minute, and figured out they could use these people because we love watching. We can't turn away. And the guy who many say is the godfather of reality television, 
who understood best how to use these kind of acts is Mr. Woody Frazier and the reality show that he produced, which many consider to be the first reality show, is called That's Incredible. Hey, Woody, it, 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 honestly, fantastic to meet you. So I'm, I'm just going to jump right into you. That's an incredible time, four years worth. Is there one act that, that stands out for you? The one I call Regurgitator. He was a Scottish guy, and he would take a penny, a nickel, and a dime, and he would swallow them. And then you would call the order that he would spin them back out. And they say, okay, I want nickel, I want penny, I want dime. And he'd get ready to do it. And then I, I would have one of the John or somebody say, no, no, I'm changing it. I want dime, nickel. And he'd go, okay. And he'd whop the back of his head and he had a glass and out would come the three. We'd replay it in slow-mo and damned if he didn't do it every time. So when I did this in the taping, standards and practices were very big then, very big. A woman named Susan, she was a former, if you can believe this, kindergarten teacher, so she was tough. So she said, well, you can't do that. Children will do that. You can't do that. We had a big row. So Jason, I want you and everybody listening to just take a moment and guess what game-changing solution Woody Fraser came up with so he could show death-defying acts on television. Something, I gotta, I'll gotta give you a hint. It's so simple, yet so impactful and revolutionary that it's still used today, thankfully, to allow us to watch dangerous and outrageous stunts. Um, any ideas what you come up with? Is it is it a commercial for Jacobian Barnes, personally? <laughs> I have no idea. I have I no idea. Is. I, I know. We'll say, don't try this at home. And she went, oh, that's a pretty good idea. You created the don't try this at home warning. It was on that show because of that <laughs> phrase that you guys would never watch. So, Jay, don't try this at home. Clear the way. <laughs> don't try this at home. That's like on Seinfeld, you know, where we, we had to do disclaimers all the time. We did the episode where some reporter thought Jerry and George were gay lovers. And, you know, we, we tried to disavow it. And the network note was, well, you know, don't make it sound like that's a bad thing. You know, if they were gay lovers, don't make it sound like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Their solution was every time we said we're not gay, we'd go, not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, that, that was the simple solution. Did those guys do that and come up with that to say, OK, they want that? We'll show them. Well, I, I'm sure it was A, a solution, and B, a little bit of a really, no, really. Really? You feel like we have to say <laughs> that, that it's not implicit in some way. Okay, we'll say it. And then they would just say well, it. And because, know. again, I've produced shows with you. The network gives you a note like that, like you can't do that. And you go back to your office and you just agonize and call lawyer, whatever. I love that Woody just said, mm, we'll say, yeah. don't try that at yeah, home. Don't now, do it. Yeah. Now you see acts where the guy has his wife on a turntable and he's throwing knives at her. People are on fire. <laughs> People are jumping over moving cars. All, right. ca all cause. Don't, yeah. don't, don't say that at home. at home. Yeah, right. That's good. That's good. So speaking, speaking of things perhaps, perhaps we shouldn't try at home or on the road or anywhere, is this age-old 
this is an ancient magic act. It's called the bullet catch. And uh, many magicians have have attempted it. Many have done it. Some who have attempted it have actually died from it. Uh, Penn and Teller feature it in, in their Vegas show. They do a brilliant version of it that certainly I don't know how they do it, and I'm not sure many people do. But um, Woody, this gentleman, Carl Skeens, is it? Skeens did the bullet catch on your show. So <laughs> how do you do it? So he's going to catch a bullet in his mouth, a rifle bullet, a 22. So we set it up in front of the audience to do it live in front of the audience. And we took his, he had his friend, who I had no idea who he was, and we bolted the rifle into the ground so that he could hold it. And he was only, he was 20 feet from him. Now, you know, look, how, how big's your mouth? Once you open your mouth, you're going to shoot something in there. So what he had was a little box in there that they use that the police, like the police use when they're testing guns. They shoot into it and it goes everywhere and then it doesn't come out. So he had one built for his mouth. So it took us a long time to get it straight. And then he comes out and stands on this spot. And a guy lines it up and he's taking for frigging ever. So wait, after taking an inordinate amount of time to line up the shot perfectly, they figured the most prudent way to to let the shooter know he's ready is by moving his head and nodding up and down and guessing that it's going to be in the exact same place they lined up. It went down, came back up, but it was only off by like a half inch. The guy shot the bullet and it took half of his lip. There's freaking blood everywhere. So I stopped the tape and we went in. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Well, I know how it happened because you're an idiot. Because, you know, I mean, come on. This is, I would think that would be the most scientific part of this. And to you, it's the less, the least. Oh, my God. So what, 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 how, how are you allowed to do that based on insurance? We had a lot of insurance problems, but we got. (laughs) (laughs) Woody, thank you. The godfather of reality television, Mr. Woody Frazier. Thank you for coming on, Woody. Appreciate it. You take care. Well, first of all, I I love. I love I risk my life for a television show. I get hurt, and the guy, go, I go, I don't know how it happened. And the producer goes, I know how it happened. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> what I love, well, we too, is— that when I pitched the act. I, I, mean, love, <laughs> I love that they're lining it up. So at that divine, what he's going, you're going to do it? You're going to do it oh now? Shoot. I got to tell you, I, I cannot let it go. I got to pay homage to my former boss, Jerry, who's one of my favorite routines he ever did was about watching the this act. <laughs> That's incredible. He goes, a guy caught a bullet in his teeth. And I'm thinking, how do you learn that? <laughs> do you start with a guy just tossing you the bullet? <laughs> you know? And then when you get that down, does he put it in the chamber, click it and go, all right, Phil, this one's coming in a little faster. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the learning curve? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. 
The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So, Jason, uh, I guess to sum things up, we learned that competitive eaters basically swallowing and not chewing, and that uh, there's no shortage of people willing to do stunts and stuff to become famous, and today with the internet, and TikTok famous, and Instagram, and YouTube famous, the bar of entry is so low. I think that many, many people out there think they can become celebrities, that they got the delivery system already with the internet. Let me just figure out my thing. I'll be a celebrity, too, because everybody I see interviewed. Every teenager, every young adult thinks, I want to be a Kardashian. I want that celebrity. It's just, it's just over the hill, over that next ridge. Let me tell you something, and I'm not saying anything profound here. There are two things that people who think fame and celebrity is the end-all, be-all don't realize. One is, you have no control over it. Once you belong to the public, the public controls it. And, and that is startling, and it can be... It can be crippling if the, if your image or your participation in this is taken the wrong way. The other thing that people don't understand is it, it's not something you can turn on and only the audience can turn it off. And when it is turned off, for many, many people, it's been like a drug. And you they keep wanting to get back to that high. And let me just say, and I, and I say this, from, and I say this seriously from my heart, the reason... And don't interrupt. The reason that Jason and I are best friends is because he doesn't have an ego that way. 
There are many other annoying things about you. I mean, you can list them, but we <laughs> oh, don't have time. I can't interrupt? That's not I'm not allowed to interrupt after that <laughs> statement? Thank you. <laughs> really? No, really. Really? No, really. Hey, a big thank you to all of our guests today, our champion competitive eaters. Eight-time Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Women's Champ Mickey Sudo. You can follow Mickey on Instagram at OMG It's Mickey and on YouTube at Mickey Sudo. Eric Badlands Booker, he's a Guinness World Record holder for the fastest time to drink two liters of soda. Also a Nathan's Chugging Champ. Follow him on Instagram at Badlands Booker and on YouTube at Badlands Chugs. Uh, MajorLeagueEating.com is the place you go if you want to learn about the sport. And, of course, Emmy Award-winning producer and director Woody Frazier. Woody's created, developed, and produced many of TV's most successful talk, variety, news, comedy, reality, and, yes, even children's shows. Thank you, Woody, for your time. Uh, and to find out more about the Really No Really podcast, all you have to do is go to reallynoreally.com or check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Really No Really Podcast. We release new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday. Don't try this at home. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.